All right, here we go. Welcome to the uh, glorious return of the Chainsaw Buffet podcast. We've been on a little bit of a hiatus since Anime Week in Atlanta. Uh, today I am joined by uh, Nathan of NathanBlevins.com. Hey guys. Mike Neal of uh, the Feel the Funk podcast and Chainsaw Buffet regular. Hello. And Dylan of DylanWolf.com. Hi. And Feel the uh, Funk. I am your uh, stalwart host, John, of uh, the Porcelain Idol. That's IDLE.com. Now that everybody's blog's been pumped, uh, let's go ahead and get on to some appetizers. Um, I want everyone to know what I'm wearing today. I am wearing my uh, World of Warcraft shirt. So I want everybody to understand when we get to the main course here uh, that I'm not just some anti-WoW fanatic coming out of left field here. But there's a few uh, small topics I want to go ahead and get to first. since the last time we recorded, IGN compiled a list of what it considers to be the top 100 uh, NES games of all time. And it put at number one uh, Super Mario Brothers 3. Uh, so my question is, which, for each of you, what is your number one NES game? I would say Mario 3 is probably up there. It's been so long since I've played any of the NES games that it's hard to remember, but Mario. Of the Mario's, you know, three is going to be the best that came out for classicness. I don't think oh, yeah. any of them top it. I think, uh, you know, number one is probably cheesy, but it's going to have to be Zelda for me. Legend of Zelda, the first one. I'd have to agree with that. I mean, if if you say number one is the one that I enjoyed the most and put the most time into, it'd been like Zelda or I have to go back to Ninja Turtles, which was oh, hands down one of my favorite. Which games. Ninja Turtles? The first Ninja Turtles, the impossible to beat. You have to cheat to win. Ninja no, that Turtles. never got. You talking about never got past the water dam level? Don't yes. know what happens after that. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I oh, no. love that Ninja Turtles. But then again, you know, Super Mario is the classic. Uh, so I can't argue too much because that's the one that everyone played, even my parents. Well, Super Mario Three was pretty deep. I mean, for for a platform, you know what they did with the world maps and everything, and moving back and forth and jumping around. I mean, that was and the multiplayer aspect of it too. You know, you've got two players; you're both clearing stages. You know. the, this game was impossibly hyped. You know, in the days before the internet and the multimedia hype machine were invented. Um, so, Super Mario Brothers Three was just a phenomenal success. But here's the thing: in you know the last almost twenty years since it's been out. I haven't gone back and played it. You know, Zelda I keep going back to. Uh, I played it after like a ten year absence and still remembered where everything was. I could play the game from memory and knew where... Both quests? Yeah. To complete it once and then go back and do everything. From memory, knew where all the bomb spots were and everything. Uh, So, Zelda, for me, is hands down better than anything else. See, it's hard, because you're trying to, like, say one and just leave it at one, but... Contra is the game that I go back and replay. So since I've hacked my DS Lite so that I can run NES games on it, that's the one that uh, I've got an hour to kill. Contra, you know, and we're gonna go and we're gonna do it without the thirty live cheat, and we're gonna run through it. Yeah, on the no, I was gonna say it's only a game I can go back to if I have somebody else to play with. 
I can't play by myself. But oh yeah, that's. Good I point. never played Contra back in the NES days. Well, see, going back to to your rule, Mike. If you said the one you go back to, like when I load my uh, not so emulator, um, the games I hit first thing: Ninja Gaiden, Bad Dudes, and then Contra. Those are like the three I'm always like, hey, I'm going to hit those and blow some time. And then when I'm get done with it, I'm done with it. Uh, going from happier t- uh, days for Nintendo to uh, less happy days, uh, EA has recently said that they are frustrated with uh, weak software sales on the Wii. They're saying that a lot of this has to do with it. And even uh, Nintendo's president, uh, Satoru Iwata, said that uh, the system sales are not healthy in Japan, and they cite a lack of... Uh, Releases that gamers are excited about. Really, I thought everybody was just excited as hell about a Wii Fit Plus. You're even fatter than before. Well, all right. So, talking uh, Sicily now working at Kmart. So, if you if you kept track, that's falling from architecture firm to Kmart. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's at Kmart now, and we still do not stay in stock. Um, in fact, I joke about it with her every day because I always ask her when she comes home. Did you sell any PS3s? Because they never move. The PS3s, she works in layaway. And, and Wii's get on layaway and get picked up. And the Xbox 360s, not as much as the Wii's, um, on there and picked up. And then like she came home like um, after four weeks of being there, like, hey, a PS3 got put on layaway. Um, and so I don't know who's buying this yet, though, because there's no games for the Wii that are interesting it's all a lot of third-party casual stuff, which is probably why, I mean, EA has to put their stuff, which is, you know, professional, high-level, you know, well, EA has stuff casual. in with that. They have casual. I don't think anybody, I don't think anybody, if you're not Nintendo first party, I don't think there's any games that are yeah. selling. The ones that everybody grabbed and played, Zelda, Metroid, the Mario Brothers stuff, you know, coming out, um, hell, what do they get now with the Sonic and Mario Brothers, the, the Olympic Olympics. one. Yeah, I mean, they're, but they're all first-party title releases. I can't think of any major non-first-party title releases that wasn't a joke like Resident Evil. Hasn't this been the story for Nintendo since they uh, ditched the CDs with the Nintendo 64 and said, hey, we're sticking with the cartridges. Nobody develops for them. People are going to buy the cross-platform titles on 360 or PS3. Yeah, and I think way. part of the thing is that I don't think that we can run some of these, you know, larger tiles that are coming out, like Uncharted, The Left 4 Dead's, um, the recent one that just came out, uh, Dragon Age. Dragon Age. Imagine playing Left 4 Dead having to trade Wii friend codes. Yeah, I mean, it's just not set up (laughs) for, you know, that kind of play. I think they're behind on the market in that sense, that I want to jump on, hook up with my friends, though Xbox Live has been really sucking lately. Yes. But, you know, I just want to get on there, play, and just go. And we isn't good for that. So if, if EA is pissed about this, in my opinion, looking at, at the numbers here, um, Mike, if you beat me by 100,000 in anything, would you call that a serious beatdown? Oh, yeah. That's um, shit talk. You, you hear about that for months. Yeah, well, EA is uh, has shit talk rights against Activision because uh, the Beatles rock band is outsold uh, Guitar Hero 5 by over 100,000 copies uh, since it's been released. And this is with Guitar Hero... It was Guitar Hero 5, right? That was like, hey, and get Van Halen. Yeah. Like, they basically threw Van Halen under the bus. Probably 
the best fucking band for Guitar Heroes brand you will ever get. Eddie Van Halen, right, as right. Guitar Hero, that's it. There's no, no topping of that unless you can snag Led Zeppelin, which nobody can because you can't even buy MP3s of Led Zeppelin yet. They're still, like the Beatles, they're still, like, hanging out and not being digital yet. And for them to do all that and not hold a candle, it's just... Um, and what the hell is with Band Hero? Um, you know, I, I think know. with Guitar Hero World Tour, which is, I think, the unnumbered Guitar Hero 4, I think they decided that they wanted Guitar Hero to stay Guitar Hero because when Guitar Hero 3 came out and Rock Band... One or two came out. You know, Guitar Hero outsold Rock Band, even though Rock Band was the superior game, you know, largely because there was less of an investment. You just, you know, spin the game, got the controller, you didn't have to pay $200 for this whole huge setup that seemed daunting. So I think they wanted to go back to that and say, you know, we have a product that'll outsell Rock Band because it's not this huge investment. But that doesn't seem to be the case anymore because... I think somebody finally noticed, uh, like I did when we fired up World Tour, it was an ugly-looking game to be in high def. Yeah, I think I think that's a key point. Is I, I have always felt like the Rock Band games were a much higher caliber as far as graphics. Um, my adjustment time to playing the game, like if I'm switching between games, is so much less between the Rock Bands. Like sometimes I feel like there's something with uh, Rock Band that just doesn't always jive. Like the musical scores and things like that aren't as well written. I don't know if that in rock band or guitar hero. In rock in guitar hero. I'm sorry, I'm getting myself confused. Now, in rock band has also freaking nailed the download content. Yes. Um, I don't know. I didn't get world tour. I I skipped that one. But I know in the guitar hero franchise ones, you couldn't preview the freaking song in the game. You know, you had to go out and like download like another video or something. It took a while before I think they finally caught up, whereas Rock Band just had it in the store. Click preview. That sounds great. I'm going to grab that. Guitar Hero World Tour had the music store, but <clears throat> I think I think Rock Band has figured out how to do downloadable content. They've got, um, you know, they've got Rock Band Network on the way. If you look at it since, you know, they've released Rock Band 2, Beatles Rock Band, and Lego Rock Band. In the time that Guitar Hero or uh, Activision has released Guitar Hero World Tour, Guitar Hero Metallica, Guitar Hero Smash Hits, Guitar Hero Van, Van Halen, Halen, Guitar Hero Five, and, and Band Hero. And which again, so the reason You've I never switch games yeah. in the middle of a playing session. Yeah, the the, the Band Hero thing that we got to bring that up is like I still have trouble believing that's an actual legit. Um, Activision title because it sounds like oh Band Hero that's that knockoff game isn't it because there's Rock Band and there's Guitar Hero and those are the big ones and so some cheesy guy like Konami's little Rock Revolution band a year Band Hero you know we're gonna put that together and it just sounds weak what is Band Hero what is a Band Hero (laughs) you know there's a Guitar Hero I get that there's DJ Hero I get that yeah it's like we need Rock Guitar and we'd be set. You know, that'd have the whole Rock Guitar. We need a yeah. Konami should rename Rock Revolution to Rock Guitar. <laughs> Just Konami uh, should should rename that to uh, aborted. We music should game attempt. Yeah, we should never speak of that game again. Agreed. Now, unfortunately, oh. DJ Hero, I will say, kicks ass, and I think it kicks ass because it's not an Activision title, right? Um, or EA or whoever. Activision, right? It's yeah. Activision. Activision title. 
they basically bought it at the last moment. These guys were building it, another studio over here, and then they came in and they said, can we call this DJ Hero and can we get this under our IP and umbrella? And of course they said, oh yeah, we'd freaking love to do that. So these guys were outside of this corporate machine. What EA is doing right now, um, I know I'm mixing EA and, and Activision here, but they're acting so similar at this point. Um, you go to EA, you go to the iPhone, they are just dominating with iPhone apps. Just tons and tons of stupid little iPhone games. I just cringe. I think of these developers that are your Gears of War, World at War, Team Fortress Caliber, you know, six sim driving guy, the super fighting designers, and being thrown into a room and it's like, crank out shitty little Wii titles for party games and crank out little iPhone apps. Because that's where all the money is. Because that's where money is at the moment. And Going back to the original uh, topic of discussion, I find it amazing that the Beatles rock band is outselling Guitar Hero. Not because I think you know the rock band games aren't as good as Guitar Hero. I've already said that they're far superior in every conceivable way. But that the Beatles rock band is sort of the black sheep of the family. It's the only one that you can't port into Rock Band 2. You can port... Lego Rock Band to Rock Band 2. All the downloadable content can go on to Rock Band 2. It seems to be like their major platform at this point. But the Beatles Rock Band is not a fully functional Rock Band game. You can't make your own avatars. You can't bring in other songs. You can't import the songs from the Beatles Rock Band into Rock Band 2. And it's just the Beatles. I think that's... Which Dylan and I had this huge discussion, and we could go on forever about this. But the Beatles... Yeah, my my mom might like that game. I bought she that game for my mom. She doesn't like <laughs> video games, so... You know, I hate to say it, I love the Beatles. I'll just go ahead and throw it out there. I think it's a great idea. How many, do, you, do you own Rock Band Beatles? No, I do. You do? Dylan does? Nathan? No, see, I don't own either. I have an interest in the Beatles Rock Band only to buy it and play through it once because I hear it's got like a pretty nice storytelling of the Beatles' career. But it's kind of a rent or a borrow, play through it once. I don't give a crap. I'll have it on the lowest level yeah, so I can yeah. just get the stars and move on. Um, now, if they did it like, uh, was, was the Aerosmith, was that a Guitar Hero? That's yeah. Guitar Hero. Okay, the Aerosmith game, I don't know if you guys played that one, but I love that game, mainly because of the storyline where, like, you were playing at the places that Aerosmith opened up. And, like, That's you went through their key career does. points. So it was actually really freaking cool because you were kind of. Playing through, if you want to say playing through rock history, there you go. So that's kind of an appeal for me with Beatles, um, you know, coming from the Aerosmith perspective. I'm like, that would be really cool to hit those key points and actually know, you know, they played at this Coliseum, they played here, and this is where the career really took off. But they're counting on guys like you uh, that love the Beatles. So they released the Beatles DLC content for Mm -hmm. the Beatles rock band, and it's like, we're releasing the full album of Abbey Road. 1300 Balmer bucks, you know, uh, to get the <laughs> album. And you're thinking, like, Moon oh, monies. you get the whole album, right? Is it, no, you get the five songs you didn't already have to that album, right? And again, you can't play it on Rock Band 2. You have to exactly. put in the disc. Well, and, and say, you know what? I want to watch. Uh, I, I'm, I'm pretty stoned at this point. I want to go put in this other disc and play Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds and watch the pretty colors. Yeah, you killed Honestly, the whole party, though. You the, just killed the whole mood of the party. Like, everybody was into it, and then, like, the one guy, like, I want to play Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. And now you're shuffling, ejecting, you know. <laughs> no. That's bullcrap. The flip side of this, and, and I know we need to move on, but I, honestly, I think that was concessions they had to make to get that IP. Then don't do it. If you have to make it that crappy, don't. 
I don't care if it is. I think they did good. a good job with it. But, well, uh, yeah, I, it, it is proven to be money in the bank for them. So in that respect, you know, can't fault them for it. They got the Beatles digitally. Um, nobody else has done that. Shif- shifting over from EA to Activision, where our focus will stay. Um, Activision seems to be getting a lot of lawsuits lately. First, it was Courtney Love suing over uh, the use of Kurt Cobain in, I think it was Guitar Hero 5. He he could you know be found singing any of the. He was an songs. unlockable character, so you could play him on any song. Yes. Yes. And uh, now, no doubt, with uh, Band Hero, which we mentioned briefly, uh, they are suing over their appearance because their understanding was that you know they they would only appear when you played their songs. Which to so me, so have you guys seen lame. the Boondocks episode where Huey puts on the Christmas play? Yes. Yes. Every time they start giving him flack, he just turns. He goes contract. Contract, and that's what Activision's response has been. They're like, "Yeah, that sucks." Contract, you know. I tend to believe, without seeing the contracts or having dug into it, I tend to believe Activision on this. I think they probably have this in the contract, and yeah. the no band members, the band members, Courtney Love and and Gwen Stefani and all that, they're not reading the contracts. I don't even think they're they in have the room agent. when this is happening. Exactly, yeah. an yeah. agent has signed this away from them, and they really need to just. Beat the shit out of their own people for it and call it where the blame needs to lie. If that was something that Courtney Love didn't want to happen, okay, and her people allowed that contract to go through with it, she needs to shoo her people out over it and fire some people within her own staff and make that clear. I don't think that's the case either. I think she's a greedy little bitch and just took the money. Yeah, I was about to say, she's she's made a... uh cottage industry out of pissing off the Foo Fighters and uh, <laughs> needling away, you know, those those Nirvana rights for the last 20 years now. Exactly. Uh, and even Gwen Stefani. When has it fucking been no doubt in the last decade? You yeah. know? It's been Gwen Stefani. No doubt was a ska band. They don't play fucking ska anymore. They're not even close. If you go back and listen to Tragic Kingdoms, and then I played you whatever shit she has on the radio right now, you would tell me they were different artists. You would say that's not the same it's person. No doubt, even like, are they still together? They are now. They're, they're back together, I think, because... Just uh, to sue Activision? No, I think Gwen <laughs> Stefani just used up all of her capital and... Somebody said, oh, no, that's back together. Oh, wait, they sucked. They sucked after Tragic Kingdom. They sucked when uh, she got together with uh, Gavin Rosdale. Uh, killed two bands with one stone. <laughs> Boom. She's better than Yoko. Um, nice. But now now we come to uh, the, the meat. Uh, so we're pretty much unanimously on... While it's scummy... Our hate of Activision isn't greater than our hate of Gwen Stefani. Gwen Stefani and Courtney Love to side with them in this case. You know, right. the only reason the Beatles didn't get back together is because we didn't have plastic rock games, and uh, we didn't have and because uh, Lennon got shot. Yeah, well, I mean, before that, because we didn't have uh, <laughs> the uh, absolute love for litigation that we have in this uh, country today. Agreed. Wow. Now, <laughs> our, our main topic of discussion, our main course, if you will. Um, tr- let, let me just start out with the true story here. Um, you know, I recently, about two months ago, I got to level eighty in World of Warcraft, so now I'm in this whole whole other ether of uh, of playing the game where you're trying to get gear, you're trying to uh, get all these exclusive little knickknacks that you really only only can get once you reach the height of uh, World of Warcraft. And uh, I log into the game one day, 
And uh, they say, adopt a pet today. And I'm like, okay, that's weird. Let's see what it is. And I pull it up, and it's these limited edition collectible in-game pets. Now, for those of you who are listening that haven't played World of Warcraft, pets in World of Warcraft do nothing. They just follow you around and look cute. They don't give you any abilities. You can't even name them. But for some people, for some reason, people freaking love these pets. I bought the collector's edition so I could have the fucking little Diablo. I I, mean, I wanted the Diablo so bad. (laughs) I mean, it's part of your ego. You're also what it is. But you didn't get in early enough. I I mean, Uh, I'll go and sell these pets on the auction house for five hundred gold a pop, which is you know quite a good little haul in for you know World of Warcraft monies. Um, but I was looking on there, and, I, and they're charging $10 for these exclusive little pets. Now, they do a little bit more. You know, they've got a little Kung Fu panda, literally. He's dressed up in Kung Fu outfit, has a little Chinese hat and everything. And uh, Pandaren. I mean, that, yeah. that was an April Fool's gag. Like. Yes, he is, he is a Pandaren. And uh, he if, if he stands around, he'll sit there and practice Kung Fu. If you do a little slash bow to him... He'll bow back at you. So, a little cute thing. I thought, well, that's cute. Jim would enjoy that. $10, that's really expensive. But that's a little Make-A-Wish, you know, logo on there. And I was like, well, the money's going to Make-A-Wish. So, you know, I'll give Make-A-Wish $10 and and get one of those for uh, Jen, my wife, who loves World of Warcraft more than I ever will. And uh, now, I think I went off to uh, go grab my credit card because I was going to gift it to her. And uh, I came back, and I looked at it, and it said, half of the proceeds will go to Make-A-Wish. And I'm like, well, hmm. And it really didn't sink in until a few minutes later when I pulled up the, the launcher again for Blizzard. And I realized that they, were, they, they just finished it um, recently, but they were still in the process of forcing everybody to convert their original World of Warcraft accounts, which were independent of Battle.net, into Battle.net accounts. And since they're forcing you into, you know, taking, you know, five, ten minutes and registering on Battle.net, they're giving you a free in-game pet. So they're they're giving you basically something for nothing. Something that they would force you into doing anyway. They're giving you a free pet for it. And here they're charging you $10 for what is basically, you know, same thing, different color. And they're only giving half the money to charity. Now, does anyone else have a problem with this? Well, I'll tell you right now. I, that bullshit across the board. It doesn't have to be Blizzard. It doesn't have to be the price amount. The buy this and we're giving them an amount to charity. Okay? Yeah. Is, it is kind of a crock of shit to me. Because the company is going to get the tax write-off for the right. donation to charity. You don't. The company is going to market and promote it or has built in the cost. They're not actually losing money on it because that would be stupid, right? So if, if you want to do something for charity, do something for charity. But mixing it, you know, in this weird, it's like you don't get to write off $5, you know, to make a wish. Right. See, here's, here's the way I look at it. Uh, we just passed up last month was um, Breast Cancer Awareness Month. You know, every year, like, here's a great example. Hershey Kisses. They sell those things 365 days a year. There's never a point in time where you cannot go out to the store and buy Hershey Kisses. But in October, they put a little pink ribbon on the package, 
And they don't sell it for any more, but they tell you that when you buy it, when, when you buy one with the little pink ribbon on the package, they're going to give, you know, like, X amount of it to charity. You're not paying anything more. They're not, you know, they're not charging anymore. There's nothing special that's happening about this transaction other than when you buy it, a fraction of that money goes to charity this time instead of, you know, the other 11 months out of the year. And that's fine. You know, you might buy it a little bit more just because it's got the... And you feel better about yourself because you feel like part of the Well, no, that's charity. actually... If, if you jump around the net, that pink ribbon sells. Oh, That yeah. pink ribbon it sells. And I do... I do kind of like the mentality of the, the Breast Cancer Foundation that owns a trademark on that pink ribbon. They are Gestapo-like. They get you in the vice and then twist, right? So it's like the first year that Hershey's does the, the ribbon. It's like, yeah, put it on there and make a donor of a dollar or 50 cents for whatever, you know, and, and donate it on there. And then you know, Hershey goes, wow, that's sold. People... Buy the pink. That worked well. We want to do it again next year. Good. A dollar fifty this year, you know. And they they yep. ratchet it up on um, the companies to continue to be part of that. Um, it was wild. I remember like some Nike executive making some faux pas of calling them money grubbers. So here you had a Nike executive call the charity money grubbers. Of course, that didn't go over well for the Nike executive. Um, but that's kind of their mentality, and, and bless them for it. Uh, Oh yeah, I mean, I, I I do think it's it's in a sense wrong for them to be making money off of this, but at the same time, that's there is a lot of money going into Make a Wish from that that wouldn't be do- donated normally. Here's so, here's the flip side of that, Dylan. Uh, say you're the president of Make a Wish. Would you not be pissed off if uh, you know they're making money hand over fist by throwing your name out there? Yeah. Not depends because they are paying for that in a sense. I they, mean, they are Make a Wish is getting money off out of that. If Make a Wish was pissed with it, they would not have partnered with Blizzard. Here's here's the thing though. What's it costing uh, Blizzard to do this? They've already proven they can give everybody in the whole damn world a free pet, and it doesn't you know it doesn't shut them down. It doesn't cost them anything. It, they're making just more money just by saying, "Here, Make a Wish. It's Christmas." Come on, you're going to get a cute little panda or a little lich yeah. guy that laughs I, at people. I'm, I'm, I agree with the principle yeah. of what kind of John's going behind. But yeah. once again, it's a business. Business is about making money. You're about making profits. We're in, I mean, you can say we're in a recession. I doubt it even affected Warcraft, to be honest. It may have. I don't even know the numbers. But, um, you know, they're just trying to make money. So, yeah. bottom line, they're trying to make money. Would they, what I'm curious of is if you were to extract Make-A-Wish from it, would they have still tried to sell the pets? I'm uh, I'm going to say yes. I would think so yeah. too. Would they do it for the same amount? Yes. Okay, so if those two factors in line, they're actually cutting back a little bit for Make a Wish. Hey, here's the thing, though: they did not come up with this idea prior to the Make a Wish. I'm saying they would have, and the reason I say that is based on the fact that uh, here's a great example: they just announced with the upcoming patch that you'll be able to go into dungeons and raids with people on different servers. If you want to actually transfer your character over to that server, it costs you $25. Um, yeah. My, my biggest complaint about World of Warcraft... I think to a certain extent, though... I've played the game, like... has always been that they have their, their pricing up here in the clouds. And unfortunately, the problem with this 
is that people are willing to pay it. They're willing to yes, keep paying right. $15 for a five-year-old game. They're paying that. They're paying $10 for a pet. They're paying $25 to move their character. I think these are the same people that pay $100 for a Wi-Fi connector and $150 for a 120-gig hard drive and pay $40 for a 512 memory stick. You know, because if you just look at the Xbox peripherals, they'd make no freaking sense how yeah. those things aren't collecting dust <laughs> on the shelf. You know, uh, how I'm saying they don't... need to be less like Microsoft and more like Sony and go ahead and give you some of the stuff out of the box that they know you need to begin with. I wonder if they put that price point to limit the amount of moves. I do like, think that's... I think that'd be part of it. Like, yeah, I remember... It's economic. The most annoying thing with Warcraft is you'll start playing the game. One of the reasons I quit the game, because it drove me crazy, you'll start playing the game, and your friends will start playing. But they're on a different server. So you make a character on a different server, get to level 40. Well, then one of your new friends is now on a different server. So you go to that server, and you make it level 40. And before you know it, you have, like, 40 40s across different servers... You have no idea where to play, and like you're getting phone calls from your friends saying, "Hey, come play with me." And see, uh, now me. they they've proven with this upcoming patch that they never had to do that in the first place. They they already have developed a way to uh, let you play with anybody on any different server. But they're still going to charge you if you want if you want to move it permanently. Now, I understand charging if you want to move that character to another account because you don't want to just sell off these characters and right. you know have yeah. people that don't play the game start out with these really powerful characters, which would just, you know, piss a lot of people off. But, you know, just to play on a different server, I'm pretty sure whenever I log into PlayStation Network or Xbox Live or, uh, you know, Nintendo's, <coughs> sorry, ass excuse for an online network, that whenever I play a game on there, I'm probably playing on a different server every time. Well, yeah, yeah. but I think that's a, a dedicated server for one, you know, short-term game that spins up and then goes away is different than a World of Warcraft server that's maintaining all it's this It's probably time. a database flag. I mean, what server you're on is probably just a database flag with right. all that data. John's point, though, Maybe. was that he was saying he doesn't see why you can't just play on any server. Yeah, just play with servers. your friends at, at any point. Now, but if there's think, room on the server, just move all your friends over I, to this I server. think the limitation is imposed, not, a, not an actual... I think it's just a fear of if we allowed that, then maybe everybody would rush to the same server. I don't know because they. But then if you had the login queues, that would naturally solve itself. You know, just yeah. like if we sat in, it's like, hey guys, we're going to play tonight. You know, all right, where, where's open? Let's go. You know, Arthas because it's it's low queue right now, and we all log into that. And I think it would naturally balance it out. I don't think. I don't know. It's been a long time since I, I played the MMORPGs, but. It was more about the communication with the friends in the guild and where we all logged in tonight. It wasn't about like, oh, well, the politics of our server and the other guilds on our server. We didn't give a shit. We didn't now, interact with most of them. If you had the ability yeah. to actually log in, like specifically choose a server to log into, that would be pretty awesome. Um, now, I think part of like your world is that you are in a world with the same people. So, like, damn Blueberry the Troll, that freaking, or the Druid, that freaking killed me 30 billion times across a year's worth of play on this little alt. You know, that's kind of something. It, um, for me, it's not. Because, you know, I don't care about Bluebell the Troll. I, I just don't care. The only people I care about are, you know, Reox and Aldrich, the people I know in real life and have made friends with. I, I don't get on to WoW to play with random strangers, and maybe yeah. that's because I'm, you know, weird about that. 
But you know, I don't, no, I I don't get on do to MMOs to play with people I don't know. I go on to play with people I do know. I go on to play with my wife. I go on to play with Nathan or Dylan or Drew or Jeffrey or whoever's on them at yeah. that point in time. The well, other people again, don't mean anything. That's a different play style. They, they, could, they could go away and I couldn't care less. A lot of people play to do the online. Drew would actually differ from me there because he digs, you know, picking up random people and saying, yeah, I know this guy now, I know this guy. They're joining my guild. I ran with this guild before. Well, here's, here's you know, the I thing. With if, this guy. if you're able to play with friends on your friends list or what have you and you're able to go to different servers, what's, you know, what's the difference if you know, today you're playing on Arthas, and tomorrow you're playing on Exodar. There, there really isn't any. You can still play with that person later if you make a connection with them. Uh, the only real difference being is that I'm not, you know, being screwed over when I find out that one of my other friends has actually been playing the game for years longer than I have. Who knew? But, you know, now I can, you know, add him into our little group. Yeah. yeah. Well, what I'm saying, though, is I, I don't think it's worth $25. But I think, I think there are technical... Um, issues. I think there are probably economic issues within each server. I think with a with a game that's been out for five years, I'm I'm not buying the technical. I, I mean, look at you know the PlayStation Two. Everybody and their mother knows how to develop for it now. The techno, you know, it's been out there for ten years. It probably cost them you know ten dollars to make a game on there. They know all the ins and outs. WoW has been out for far too long for me to buy any sort of. Oh well, this is you know it's, it's so difficult. Well, it's probably it's a, a an ace in the sleeve because if you notice that Blizzard's moves time around launches of other MMOs, they they are obviously aware that other MMOs launch and give you something new and shiny. Yeah. Sometimes it's an expansion pack if it's a larger one, but most often you know it seems to be it's a it's a relatively subtle minor. You can log in with your friends and in, in dungeon together. Or something like that, and just enough to keep you there to hold you out while that other one launches, and then doesn't get the press, and then fades away. Because that's really what all of them have done. Is there any contenders? Any even serious on deck? Uh, the Old Republic, uh, Bioware's MMO that's going to be out. That's right. So Bioware has one. Um, I don't think anything's close, though. Nothing's. I mean, Dungeon Dragons Online went free. In yeah. order to try to compete with Blizzard, it's a different kind of game, though. You you are basically in a party system all the time. There's no um, soloing like there is in World of Warcraft. So if you either don't have you know regular playing group, it's probably not going to be very enjoyable, even if it is free. Yeah, yeah. But to to Blizzard's credit, or maybe it's more of just uh, positioning. You know, these kind of questions are things people have been arguing on for forever. And as the game developed, they did bring these things online. You know, we, we cried forever that we wanted global party chat. We got that now. We cried forever that we wanted to have uh, battlegrounds where you wouldn't have to wait in long queues. They made those cross round. We cried forever where that we said it'd be a great idea of dungeons. You know, you would be able to to go cross round dungeons. So they're doing that. So who knows? Maybe it is something that's out there that they're working for. Maybe it's an ace in their sleeve that they're wanting to do it. Or maybe it is a hardware limitation. Um, not sure. As, as somebody who enjoys the game, it's still my opinion that Blizzard, throughout their early years as a very small publisher, and you know they came out with Diablo and Warcraft and Starcraft, and they developed a very hardcore following among their fans. It's still my opinion that with World of Warcraft, this is sort of the 
point at which they have taken advantage of that following that, that they've built. Now, anytime you try and build a following as a business, it's obviously to try and make money. But, you know, there also comes a point at which you are no longer trying to build it and more trying to milk it. They, they're, oh, yeah. It's just a vast so difference. I got a they are basically a monopoly. I got a, I got a question for you guys. It's a different topic. something I've been wondering about. But the more I think about it, the more I think it could actually be true. Segwaying and, and derailing your, your list. Sorry, John. That's fine. Um, is, is, this the, is this it for the Xbox? Is this the last generation and the next generation? They're not going to be the dominant anymore. Have, are they on the path to screwing the pooch on this one as hard and as fast as possible? And the reason I say this is they released that $100 Wi-Fi adapter, right? Yeah. The big updates to the Xbox... A crappy Twitter client, a crappy Facebook client, um, Sony, PS3, Netflix. You don't have to pay a membership to join in and get that. Um, you know, whereas on Xbox you do. Xbox you have to pay for Facebook. Xbox you have to pay for Twitter. Um, they're making money right now. It works for them, right? They're they're selling gold accounts and they're on the top. But I'm just kind of wondering. Are they going to realize that that's not flying anymore? That you know, Sony is quickly giving away everything they're charging for, and it's really a matter of titles. Do they realize it's just a matter of game titles? If Sony gets back on the wagon, I think they could... Maybe not with a PS3. Maybe it's another generation cycle, but... Mike, I would like to welcome you officially uh, onto my soapbox that I've been preaching from for the last two years. Because I've, I've been saying it from the beginning. Even when the PlayStation was $600, I said... You know, that was when Xbox 360 was like $400 and had a 20-gig hard drive. I said, yeah, I know $600 is a lot, you know, to go in the gate with, but you're getting the wi- you're getting the wireless, you're getting the back... At the time, you were getting the backwards compatibility. You were getting a bigger hard drive. And all these things that, you know, Microsoft was trying to... And, and you get free online play, which, you know, I've, I've heard in right on forums, you know, like Microsoft fanboys that say that you know, PlayStation Network doesn't work. It sucks. I've had recent. I own all three consoles. I play them all quite regularly for different games and different purposes. But I've had more problems with Xbox Live than I've had a PlayStation Network. You know, in in the last week, that versus PlayStation PlayStation Network, the entire time I've had my my PS3. You know, like I don't know if any Dylan and I did. But I don't know if. Either one of you guys have tried playing the Left 4 Dead 2 demo online recently. Um, we started joking um, that there were silent zombies because they were just teleporting <laughs> around. And they were immune to bullets. I mean, that's how how bad the service has been lately on a lot of fronts. Well, I don't know if that's Xbox Live or if that's Charter or you know what that is right now. I am kind of worried about it because I don't want to... Uh, well, come on, Christmas is coming. That's when Live goes down. Yeah, that's true. Really, you do have a big spot in live. Now, I haven't had trouble playing live, but for some reason connecting with We just people. had uh, Modern Warfare 2, That right? game is awesome. Yeah, one of those games I don't give a shit about, release. Oh, my God. But everybody else game. does, so oh, it's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Uh, don't even get on a rant on that. But it but, does oh. seem like... Um, I, I do get the feeling that... Uh, you know, I think Microsoft had a much better strategy and execution to start off with. You know, leading in with the liar price point, add-on the add-ons. And yeah, you know, hey, they they were expensive, but now we're we're five years later now. Mm-hmm. 
you can't charge release prices for the add-ons now. No, you, know? you cannot. And that they, in this update, is going to block all third-party memory yeah, cards. that's... So I had just bought, I'm actually the guy, that straw man argument, I am him. I had gone because of our indie game development, I'm like, I really need to get a memory oh, card no. for testing. Right? To yeah. figure out how this works out. So I'm standing there and I'm in Best Buy. I'm not in a shady alley talking yeah. to a guy, you know, who's selling, he's got a trench coat of like, what memory stick do you want? I'm in a freaking <laughs> retail chain nationwide who offered to sell me warranty. I should have fucking got it because then I would have brought it back and been like, well, it's under warranty, so you're giving me money back. Um, so I was in there and for 40 bucks, I could buy a 512 megabyte stick from Microsoft. Or, for 40 bucks, I could buy a 2-gig stick that actually had an SD card in it, so it was upgradable to 16. Both were 40 bucks. I didn't have to think about that. I'm like, why the hell do people buy this other one? And I get it back, and two weeks later, Major Nelson posted his blog, By the way, when you get in the beta for the update, make sure your profile is not on any unauthorized third-party devices. Because, just like he said, it doesn't acknowledge it exists anymore. If you actually had a game or profile or save game on there, it's gone. You, it doesn't acknowledge it. It doesn't say unauthorized device, can't read, etc. Nothing. It's gone. And um, where the hell is the Justice Department in the EU on this shit, you know? They, they jump in on every little whiff of a media player. Oh my god, media player was bundled with Windows. You know, EU's got to jump on that. But when Microsoft releases a patch that blocks out... Cause they say licensed devices, right? Yeah. There are no non-Microsoft licensed devices for the Xbox 360. I'm sure you can pay for it. Yes. I'm, I'm waiting for <laughs> Daytel to, yeah, to come I mean, out and say what they're going to do here. We just paid um, I think to kind of wrap it all together, I think the question that both you guys are touching on with Warcraft and Microsoft is when a vendor is at a position of power and they start leveraging that in order to milk that money and, you know, kind of work it, is that where, is that kind of like its fading path? I mean, is it on the route to die, particularly with uh, things like... I think it's on the route to killing itself, because eventually somebody besides me is going to stand up and say, hey, wait a minute, I'm giving you all my money and we're in a freaking recession. But too many people like playing Warcraft. Not not for much longer they won't. Well, yeah, I mean, but... but the reason they can pay that much is, and, and of course it's a social online game, so you go where your friends are, and if your friends are in Warcraft, and, you know, like, like I said, it's ugly. You, it, It's kind of like with the, the um, Make-A-Wish stuff. If you went in and looked how... You know, people are raising money in the deals that they make. I just think it's it, going to be ugly. I just think it's shady that they, you know, say, "Hey, you know, buy this, and some of the money's going to go to Make a Wish," and then they keep half of it. Yeah, I'm not saying it's right. I mean, when when you go out, it's a, a means fun, to when you go out and do a fundraiser, do you uh, pocket half the half the money for from your church saying, "You know what? I worked hard for this. I, I brought, you know, I made these big cell brownies at home. I should be compensated for that." Sure. I mean, no. no. You know, on a, a, an interesting note with the whole Blizzard thing, uh, particularly Warcraft, you know, Diablo 3 is coming out. You know, mm-hmm. Finally. Oh, my God, finally. And, you know, talking about diehard fans, fans, Diablo 2 is still running. I mean, they're still... Starcraft is huge in Korea. I mean, it's... Yeah, it's speaking of money grubs, um, Starcraft 2, parts A, B, and C. Oh. 
Well, but, you, you've heard that, right? Yeah. That StarCraft has been broken into three games now. You'll have to buy each game for essentially what... Kind of like an expansion pack. It's like Pokemon Red and Blue, I think. Oh, no. Yeah, it's like you, 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 you buy the first game, you play the Terrans. You buy the next game, you play the Zerg. You buy the next game, you get the Protoss Sweet. missions. So, the interesting thing with this, though, is there's not going to be a monthly subscription fee for Diablo 3. I wouldn't imagine there Zero. would be. It's there not, better not be. It's not the same kind of unless game. Unless it comes out and it's a fucking MMO. No way. Yeah, have unless... you not seen the demos for it? It will be an MMO of sorts. How I mean, many it's... people can you have in one game? In one in world, one instance. Yeah. I don't think they've announced it. I know that you're going to have pretty massive. So, I mean, the gameplay is amazing. If it's at. like four players or 32 players or even 64 players, eh, that's still like a single isolated game. When you're talking about like a game world with thousands, all of I'm people saying in it, is it's going to be a game then they that can you pay it. 39 bucks for, and if it does anything like Diablo to play for the next 12 years for free. All, yeah. All yeah, I'm suggesting at this point is I'm not saying that people should, you know, go out and cancel their WoW accounts and yeah, ride in front of Activision. Yeah. I, I think what they should do though is at least, you know, post on their forums, send emails and say, you know what, this this ain't cool, this doesn't fly. Well, Give ten bucks to make a wish and don't buy the stupid pet, you know? I mean Seriously. Don't buy. Don't encourage it. You know, yeah. it's like, whoa, well, hey. You know? That that actually, I think, represents a problem, and th- that's why you have these weird deals. Like, you know, you're talking about what goes on behind the scenes with the pink ribbon and and with this Make a Wish Blizzard thing. Is people people need some reason to go out and give money? I don't think most people. You well, know, they could have done it better. They could have said in the front screen, mm. "Pay ten dollars for this pet, and five dollars goes to Make a Wish." Not in the bottom and 50%. Or they could have said, you know, pay $5 and four of it's going to go to Make-A-Wish and we're going to keep $1 for operating costs. I'd be fine with that. Yeah. But so, keeping half of it for something that they can obviously do for free when they choose to, not buying it. No. Well. Um, not necessarily. Well, never mind. I was going to say, it may not be for free in the case of Battle.net. I'm sure there's a budget allocated to, you know. It, yeah, but it's it's still free. Um, anyway, parting shots, shout outs, guys. Nothing? Um, no, I've been playing a lot of DJ Hero. I recommend it if you're into that kind of music. People that come over that are not and they think it's a rock band, no. You gotta Actually, be into rhythm games. You gotta be into rhythm games. Okay. If you're Let into me, a rhythm game. Now I hear that there's like a Daft Punk level. Let yes. me let me ask a question. Oh, Does the Daft Punk level have the uh, the the blue scanned anime checks from uh, Interstellar five 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 five? So, do you remember prior to Guitar Heroes or even Guitar Hero three and earlier? Yeah. Okay. You just play the song. Right. You pick the character and play the songs. And that's what DJ Hero is at. There's no... There's like you unlock some outfits for the stock characters, but there's bring up the highway and push the notes. And there's some animation going on in the background, which I think is pretty decent. Um, But there's nothing beyond that. So there's no... Daft Punk is in there. There are unlockable characters that you can play. And all that means is two guys in motorcycle helmets are standing in front of the turntable doing the same stock animations that almost all the other DJs do. Lame. Actually, I was impressed with it. Not... It's great for a first edition um, 
And it gives them room to have a TJ Hero 2 <laughs> that adds a lot of crap that's not just, why didn't you make that I DLC? We, we just watched Interstellar 55555. I was so fucking pissed out. that that was not on Netflix streaming. I was like, what the fuck? You know, of all the things that should be available on demand, Dylan mentioned that a, to me. A 90-minute AMV? Eh. It, it's interesting, though. I'll give it that. Well, I mean, from a point of Netflix, though, because Netflix has it on DVD. Yeah. So I'm like, really, this isn't worth me having you mail this to me. This is kind of a, I'm going to watch it once so I can say, yeah, I watched it. That was kind of a little funky. Did they actually have it on DVD? Yes. Okay. But they did. don't have Sorry, it on streaming. Their streaming is, is all crazy on that. I thought you said they didn't have it for... But jumping back really quick when you're talking about the background, um, the funny thing about that is I love it when games get that, the background so advanced that it's a distraction tactic to point out the background. So you're, like, you're playing Super Smash Brothers or something, and someone says, hey, look at the background. Oh, God! You know, and you die. Yeah. So, you know, and maybe it's DJ a good thing. Hero, I think, is harder on hard than Band Hero, Guitar Hero, Rock Band on hard. On Expert, I don't think so, because so far all I've noticed in the difference between hard and Expert is the scratching that you do with the turntable, um, they have directional scratches to where you have to scratch up and down in a, yeah. in a set pattern. And the only difference between that I've noticed between hard and expert is that they just give you the directional scratches, but the scratches come in the same place. So I don't think expert... It's, it's, it seems it's harder when you start out. It's definitely harder on medium and hard levels than uh, rock band equivalents, but the expert is not as ramped up. So my recommendation there is if you do play it, Play through a medium to get your legs about you, and then go right to expert and skip hard. And actually, what was funny is I actually liked it, although like you know Daft Punk and a lot of the DJ stuff I'm not familiar with. And, and there weren't any any tracks on there that just stood out to me. But what I thought was neat was the way they mixed tracks like together. And you know, I want that uh, Little John Lazy Town. Uh, it's a piece of cake to make a pretty. Cake oh God! I would play that all day. <laughs> Wow. So no. somebody, I haven't done this because it's in the forums, I haven't gone to BitTorrent and checked it out, but somebody went through, um, and with whatever hacked hard drive they have on their 360, ripped the music from DJ Hero, so it's on BitTorrent, you can get the actual DJ Hero mixes of all these songs, um, which are always, like Dylan said, they're always two songs mashed up. Uh, that's what you're mixing, so. Huh. That's my show. Okay. A- anybody else have any other shout-outs? Um... um when this podcast comes out, hopefully next week after we record this, go out and buy the best DVD of the year, uh, Evangelion 1.01. Do it.